Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now, and I'm here today with Dandy Cristofaro and Ethan Bates from the alternative rock band Blue Light Bandits. Hey guys. Hey Cynthia. So who's Dan? I'm Dan Cristofaro. So you must be Ethan. Say hi. Hi, I'm Ethan. <laughs> well, I want to congratulate you on the success of your self-titled album, Blue Light Bandits. Thank you very much. I loved all the songs on the album. It was really hard to pick a favorite, but since I always do, I really love the song Sarah. So tell me, who is Sarah? Well, Sarah to me, when I was 21 years old, was the most jaw-dropping woman that a 21-year-old could meet in a bar. And she was uh, the bartender at the bar that we played our first uh, local shows at ever. And uh, we developed an amiable work relationship. Um, that was an unfortunate cap on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she just became a friend and a fan and was just pretty inspiring and, you know, inspired the song, so... Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like you've been friends and musician buddies for quite some time. Tell it tell us how you met. So we were in high school. I was in 10th grade, Dan was in 11th grade, and uh I have been playing cello for a very very long time classically and by that time about age 16 I was getting pretty burnt out on the uh classical timeline and uh, Dan had been taking piano lessons for a few years and was playing on the piano in the music room at school and people were listening and we didn't know who each other were at the time but we ended up in a music theory class together uh, that year and were some of the only guys in the class and um, started uh, using what we were learning in the class to um, talk about some things we had observed individually as musicians and Dan had been writing songs and invited me over one day, just having spoken to me in class, and I, I brought my bass, which I had been just starting to learn how to play, and we tried some things out that we'd both been working on, and uh, there was a click right away. Um, really exciting feeling that came from both having kind of untapped uh, talent and potential in music creation that we hadn't used in our previous experiences with music, and um, we haven't stopped playing or writing together ever since. That's such a great story. I love it when people meet and there's an immediate chemistry. For sure. Mm -hmm. Just like the girl in the bar, huh? <laughs> Jeez, I've gotten lucky with people in my life. <laughs> immediate chemistry. Yeah. Sure. So tell me, how did you guys meet? drummer Mike Braz and guitarist Tim Clark. Um, I'll speak to that. Um, I was studying uh, molecular biology in college and our drummer Mike was studying mechanical engineering and I'm sure just about the same time we had the that they gasped moment junior year and we're like what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> we're like, we love music, long to realize it that we would love to have it be our job too. And uh, both of us ended up applying to the Berkeley, uh, Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And um, we both applied and we knew each other through a mutual friend and we had contacted each other and they were like, oh, you know, this person plays drums. 
and these two kids have a band, you guys should meet. We were like, yeah, yeah, but he was in Rhode Island, I was in Mass. Uh, so it didn't really happen, and then we were both at a Berkeley interview. We signed up for a Berkeley interview at the exact same day, same time. We sat down in the waiting room, and I just turned to my right, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, nice to finally meet you. And so we met there, which was pretty cool, but um, we both ended up not deciding to pursue Berkeley as they uh, decided to not accept us. <laughs> so we <laughs> agreement on uh, closing the door. But uh, Mike and I, we contacted each other, uh, and we were like, so did you get in? He's like, nope. I was like, did you get in? He was like, nope. And we were like, we should play together now. <laughs> so he ended up coming and jamming with Ethan and I. And then we just became friends, which is awesome because that's how Ethan and I started. We became friends and then played music together. And Mike just fit right into our friend group really well. And then we started playing, and then it just kind of fit. And Another um, click of musical chemistry, for yeah. sure. Um, I felt it right away. And, and we uh, started playing with Tim back in January of this year. Uh, Dan had met him through a show the previous year, and he uh, was one of the few guitarists that we that we knew at the time um, and we brought him up to Mass. He's from Maryland. He played a couple shows with us and learned the majority of our original and cover songs that we play at our gigs out and was also a really awesome guy to hang out with and we had no problem inviting him uh, to come spend the summer and now into the fall of this year playing with us. He's a Berkeley guitar player. So he was pretty local and has stayed local, and it's been great to have him around, and we play as much as we can with all four. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. He got in to Berkeley, huh? He did. He did. No, there's no uh, sore spot, I promise. No. It's fine. No. <laughs> well, I love the unique way you storytell through your music. You told me a little bit about it. You didn't get into Berkeley, but you do have some pretty good music background and training, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. Um, I actually I started playing drums when I was uh, too young to know what I was doing. Ended up quitting, and my, my uh, whole family, my dad was a self-taught pianist. My grandma was a classical pianist. My sisters were both studying piano, and... I used to listen to them practice, and I used to go up to the piano after they practiced and try to play what I heard them playing, just from ear. And at that point, my parents were like, hmm, maybe we should have him take piano lessons too, because I was the youngest of four. Um, so then I started playing piano when I was nine, and it just caught fire, and I loved it. And uh, by the time I hit high school, I'd been practicing and, you know, just studying jazz piano uh, for that I think it was seven years, and by the time I hit high school, I picked up a guitar, and I just kind of dropped jazz piano studies and just started, just I just immersed myself in songwriting and and listening to the best singer-songwriters on the radio and just uh, even outside of the radio, just I just got obsessed with writing music and you know writing lyrics and creating melodies, and yeah, that's pretty much my background. As I mentioned earlier, I've been playing classical cello for a very long time, since age four. And sometime in middle school, I was really starting to want to see myself as less of a cellist and more of a musician. And I picked up a bass guitar and um, took a couple lessons and sort of continued to teach myself how to play that. And 
uh, kind of started singing. I uh, hadn't really ever done that before, but um, had had enough experience with music that it was pretty quick to figure out at least how to how to um, keep it up uh, with the choir and um, with other people that were doing vocal things. And so um, by the time I met Dan and we had this connection, we uh, we kind of took those interests in things outside of our musical beginnings and just ran with them. And uh, that's how we ended up here. Mm. I'd say that vocally, we both had parents that liked to sing, mm -hmm. whether or not if it, if it was, you know, professional or whatnot. But uh, he played cello and I played piano, so it was both instruments with a lot of expression. So we kind of just picked up vocals just because we were fans of music. We were listening to a lot of really good singers and just constantly singing along. And then just vocally, we never really received training. But, I mean, when you're passionate about, you know, singing and just trying to, you just kind of learn uh, how to express yourself in the best way vocally. And we just kind of developed off each other and kind of chiseled each other vocally. So. Mm -hmm. And vocal harmony is at the root of almost all of our songs from the very first song we like wrote together to the stuff that we're in the process of writing right now we try to prioritize interesting and nice listenable vocal harmony because it is at the root of a lot of the music that we like too yeah. well you alluded to it so why don't each of you give us two or three of your major music influences um, I definitely started in high school uh, Ethan was like, you know, you got to check out John Mayer. And I was like, John Mayer, like, that's not what all the girls listen to. Like, yeah. And I was like, fine, let me check it out. And then I ended up becoming a huge fan. And I was like, you were right. <laughs> He's awesome. So that was our high school phase. And I think we kind of shifted towards Coldplay towards the end of high school. Mm -hmm. Huge fans of Coldplay. And then... Kings of Leon, and then who else? We, uh, we're really into Young the Giant right now and have been for a couple of years. Uh, Robert Glasper Experiment, a really, really interesting jazz group that we discovered in the last few months that we yeah. haven't been able to put down. And, um, yeah, uh, those other bands, too, you know, there were a lot of bands we listened to together in high school, but, but John Mayer and Coldplay and Kings of Leon and... Um, they and James Blake even now too is one of our, our yeah <laughs> he's one of our big favorites right now. But those have all persisted as as our favorite and most influential musicians and artists. And um, yeah, they they haven't stopped in yeah. any sense. So we still are learning from them. That's terrific. So how do you use social media to connect with fans and get the word out about your music? Well, um, we are, are, I think our three most prominent accounts are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we have our own website as well that we take pride in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we just kind of, you know, follow the bandwagon on, on everything at first. And just, you know, you go to a band's Facebook page and you're like, oh, that's nice. Let's do that. But um, we've been really lucky to have a lot of good friends that are really into marketing and social media, and uh, shout out to our roommate, Matt Nolman. He kind of has taken it upon himself to uh, run a lot of our social media pages and help us out. So it's kind of nice because especially when, you know, we have day jobs and then in all of our free time we're trying to focus on music and writing and performing. So sometimes 
putting all your effort into social media and reaching out to fans is just like, uh, but I'm like kind of in the zone musically. I don't want to have to put, you know, do that too. So we've had a lot of friends that are able to do a lot of the legwork for us, which has been really cool. But um, yeah, you want to say yeah, we about um, the latest campaign. <laughs> we we have uh, something going on right now. We'd like to share social media wise. We have a really really good friend in the area. Her name is Sherry. She runs a restaurant in Upton, Massachusetts, called the Red Rock Bar and Grill, and it's the best place to eat in the whole state, I would say. Maybe maybe all of New England, I think, you know, we'll find out. But that's where I that's where I'm pretty sure it is now. And she's so great. She's invested so much of her own time and money into um, letting us play there at the restaurant into um, she plays our music in there uh, during the day when people come in and eat and um, there she's a real music lover and wants to help us out in every possible opportunity that she could come up yeah. with and right now her uh, personal mission is to get us on the Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show <laughs> and over the past couple days only she has started uh, a social media campaign on Twitter using this hashtag which is hashtag Fallon Tonight Bandits and is trying to blow up Jimmy Fallon's Twitter feed so that he might take interest in us and check us out and who knows, maybe invite us to go on the show, and, you know, we we understand how lofty of a goal that is, but, hey, we're going to go with it because because we can and because it's the most interesting thing happening in our network right now. She's, so. a, she's a bold woman, and we're just, we're going to, you know, join in on some guerrilla marketing, so let's do this. She is. We're huge fans <laughs> of her ambition and are trying to match that, certainly, and in, in that the end result of this is hopefully... Helping us out, so uh, so yeah. Hashtag Fallon tonight bandits for anyone listening or watching. Terrific. We'll have to start hashtagging it. <laughs> <laughs> We're also gonna start blowing up your feed too. So you're gonna, no, <laughs> well, you're already on Emmys now. Maybe that's all you need. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> well. Amuse Now is about artists helping artists. So, what little piece of advice do you have for other artists and bands who are trying to make a name for themselves? Well, um, I would say making a name for yourself. I think the thing that's made it happen for me is it's, just, it's my favorite thing to do, hands down. Like, Somebody could say, hey, here's some money to play a show, and I'd be like, great. So the next day, somebody's like, hey, want to come play for free? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, it's my favorite thing to do, like, no matter what. Like, every night, if I can go and play a show with friends and share musical experience with people, like, that is my favorite thing. And it, I'm so passionate about it. And Ethan is, too, and we all are. And if it's not your favorite thing to do, it's going to feel very hard sometimes. Um, so, yeah, if you just pursue it if you're passionate about it. And I think for a second piece of advice, um, I think you were going to... Yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely what I've found has been one of the most helpful things along the way has been um, looking to friends and colleagues of ours that are to us that have actually spent time and had experience in the music business and I, I read somewhere or heard from someone a couple of years ago that every man considers himself an expert in music and politics. 
no matter what kind of experience they've had in those fields. And that statement has held up pretty well throughout my experience with most people. And a lot of people will tell you at a show or after a show or after hearing your album what they think of your music and what you should be doing. And they'll say, oh, you should go tour. You should go tour around the whole country right now and make as many fans as you can. Or they'll say, uh, you know, knock on every record label's door and try to get them to cut you a deal. And, um, and those people are a dime a dozen, really. And we, we have been lucky enough to make a few connections with some real uh, music industry professionals that are in our area that have done the real dirty work and um, have maybe at times dated, but always honest, truthful, and insightful advice. And those are the people that I would always recommend to anyone interested in trying to make some headway in this business to hunt down and to, to constantly listen to and ask for advice because it it's the most helpful when it comes from someone who's not only been around the block but really cares about it and loves it enough to want to see you succeed as well, which is the, as lucky as we've been with a couple people. Um, so, yeah. Sage advice, you are very wise. <laughs> <laughs> So what's up next for Blue Light Bandits? Well, in January, we are excited to announce that we will be recording for one full day in a pro studio in Boston with uh, Converse. Converse is doing this awesome project right now to get independent bands some free studio time with a professional studio engineer in their Brooklyn and Boston headquarters. We have applied for that time and received it. I think sometime in mid-January we'll be going in to record as many songs as we can in one day sitting with them, and we're stoked to see what those mixes are going to come out like, and those will be new songs we'll release in the spring, hopefully. And um, We're uh, looking at next year, really hoping that since we'll still be in the area, that we can get our name on a couple festival bills or uh, local shows that carry a little bit of weight to them. And, um, try to maybe shrink the frequency of how many shows we're playing and try to increase the uh, notoriety and attention and, um, I don't know, uh, suspense and behind each one and make, make them heavier and more important. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, I don't know, a very long, yeah, I mean, convoluted way of saying it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, this past summer we <laughs> were playing like five or six shows a week. It was awesome. Good money. It was great. <laughs> Good money. But, you know, uh, we were just trying to just get all over our local area and get everybody to know who we are. And this It went really well, and we had a blast, and we made uh, a name for ourselves in the local markets. But uh, recently we had the opportunity. We started talking to uh, a booking agency from New York City, and we're hoping to, uh, in 2015, start working with them and they want to get us on these small burst tours on weekends, getting us down to Philly, New Jersey, New York City to play clubs. And uh, I'm really excited to work with them and just to get, you know, just to spread across the, the Northeast and spread our music around. So that's what's up for us, and we're excited. So. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll have to keep in touch, and when you release the – EP or whatever it is that you record, you'll have to let me know. Of course, we will. Well, Dan and Ethan, I had a fabulous time getting to know you tonight. 
Likewise, Cynthia, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's so awesome to be on this. Well, definitely keep in touch, and I wish you all good things. Good night. Thank you. You too. Good night. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now. This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by Amuse Now Entertainment, a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about Amuse Now, visit us at www.amusednow.com or email me at ccon at amusenow.com.